One thing I feel is really important is learning to be patient, learning to understand that, look, we are all bound to make mistakes. I make mistakes, he makes mistakes. And it's part of it because at the end of the day, as long as we are going forward, that's the most important thing. I see the walls before me, I feel the cages forming. Seems like the world is falling, but I keep my head up the ground. I see the world before me, I know what change is coming. I hear the world is calling, so I keep my head up the ground. We break into everything. We break into everything. Hello and welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner, where we shift mindsets around various topics such as family, finance, relationships, dreams and visions, and most importantly, opportunities and how to walk into them. We want to annihilate the assumption that we cannot break barriers. Let me tell you this today. There is more on the other side of you breaking that barrier that you would never know unless you do. Welcome to the Barrier Breakers Corner where we step out on faith and defy the odds. I am your host, Joyce Donkor. Today, I have my guests here, amazing couple, Tina and Mulai. They are the founders of TNM SRL, which has two brands. That's Balanta Cosmetics and Casa de Lise, which is like fruit juice. Please introduce yourself. So, yes, I'm Tina, full name Augustina. I am the CEO of the cosmetics brand of our company, as Joy said. I'm actually based currently in France, but our company's activity is in Senegal. My name is Mulai. I am the CEO of the fruit juice brand, which is currently located in Senegal, Casamance. And I am here currently to oversee the activities of the construction of a new factory that will start in a month's time with the capacity to supply the Senegalese and with our new product. The season two of this podcast is on relationship. And I didn't want to just focus on relationship that is leading to marriage or, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend. I wanted to talk about friendships. I want to talk about business relationships. And that's why I brought you guys here. Today, we're going to talk about business and relationship and just to know how to relate with people, how two of you have been able to relate together, as well as how you relate to like your customers. You know, how have you been able to have a good relationship with them? Before we dive into that, how did you guys meet? Basically, in 2011, I came to France to spend a year abroad because I was previously studying in England. And so the day we met actually was a national holiday in France. But since I had no idea, because my French was very, you know, basic level. And at the time, I didn't have friends, so I wasn't informed. And so I went to the library and found out that it was closed. So on my way back from the library, I met this handsome man <laughs> um, in front of the student accommodation. And from a distance, you know, I saw that he was staring at me. And so I was, oh, I was like, okay, very interesting. He had a smile on his face and I was like, okay, well, he seemed innocent. I was innocent. 
I wasn't threatened <laughs> by the stare. So as I came closer, I smiled back and he asked me my name. I introduced myself. And because my French was so bad, I didn't understand half of what he said afterwards. But then I don't know how he managed. I was able to tell him that I wanted to study because I had some work to do. And he proposed that we go study together. And, you know, that's how it started. We became friends. The relationship became stronger. And then, you know, we went on to higher grounds with our relationship to manage. Right. <laughs> I'll not tell my side of the story, but just to add one thing, you kept smiling at me. After I realized I mistake you for someone else, but you kept smiling at me, so I couldn't help but wait for you and tell you that was a mistake. I can't believe that. <laughs> So did you guys always want to have your own business? For me, yes. The reason is that I have been surrounded by people that have their own businesses, people who have become mentors to me, and I look up to them when it comes to doing stuff. And I see that there have been successful entrepreneurs who have a strong belief that one of the ways that we can change the direction of things in Africa could be through entrepreneurship. So they have been able to put that belief into me. And since then, I've always wanted to launch and start my own company. And and the inspiration came through my surrounding as well because I grew up in a rural area and I saw all these waste that was there and that will not be valued. And since my childhood, I felt like something needed to be done. And that's how it all started. And since then, it has been the fuel of my motivation. Yeah, for me, I started more of a humanitarian because my background or my environment, we didn't have many professionals in my family. We had a few who had small businesses, but just one man businesses uh, rather than you know, a big company. So I didn't really have the idea of starting with entrepreneurship, but I did have the motivation to make a change, a positive change in the world. So I had more of a humanitarian approach. I did a number of internships while I was at university um, in rural areas in Africa and because I felt that was where a real impact could be made. And it was when actually I met Mulai that the idea of being an entrepreneur really kicked in because he said, look, if you want to make a change, you know, charity or humanitarian work is fine, but then it's not guaranteed to be sustainable. You know, with a company, even though it may not be guaranteed either because lots of companies fail anyway, but in terms of having a more sustainable impact, the chances are higher with the entrepreneurship. And so that's where, for me, it struck a chord. I was like, look, if I want to really have a social impact, why not consider entrepreneurship and mix, create some form of a social business around the idea? That's really good. It just tells me that being surrounded by the right people would really help you. You know, they say that your net worth is your network. And like Mulai has said, it's from his background. And now when he met you, if if you didn't meet him, maybe you would have thought of entrepreneurship or maybe you still be doing what you were doing before. But because you had the right person in your environment, you're able to go into deeper things. You're able to start your own company. It just shows that having the right people around you in life is very, very important. And so just for people to know, can you tell us more about the businesses you run, the Balanta Cosmetics, what's about in the Casa de Leeds? Okay, so actually our business comes from a problem we observed based on our various visits in rural areas in Africa. What we really observe is that there's so much richness, but then it's highly valorized. And if, you know, there's any form of valorization, there's lots of waste produced. So for instance, in Casamans, where we are based, they have a very strong agricultural sector. 
They are very specialized in the production of cashew nuts and mangoes. So very few people know that the cashew nut actually comes with the fruit. And when the cashew is ripe, the nut is separated from the fruit. And the nut is what is exported abroad to be processed. And that's what we eat as nuts. And the fruit is actually thrown away. And based on our studies, we know that the fruit can be transformed into healthy juice and Countries like Brazil, this juice is actually the national juice. And so we felt like, look, it's important that we try to rectify this. And so our concept then became a bit bigger, saying that, look, since there are so many agricultural resources, why don't we think of businesses that could help transform these raw materials or agricultural products into value-added products, premium products? Because now we are living in a world that is more conscious about organic products and natural products. So we thought of two sectors that could be interesting, which is the cosmetic sector. We have lots of organic brands coming up and we also have, you know, very healthy foods, healthy juices being developed worldwide. So that's where we wanted to focus our efforts at the beginning. So basically our company focuses on transforming you know, natural herbal or raw materials into natural juice and natural cosmetics. The Balanta Cosmetics is shampoo, conditioner, I think shea butter. Yeah, so in the Balanta Cosmetics, we've got a hair care line of five products. So shampoo, conditioner, detangler, hydrating cream, and a herbal oil mix. And so a lot of the ingredients come from the Casaman Zone. And that's our aim is that we are able to valorize and by doing so, employ young people and women. Same thing for the juice sector as well. My next question is, you both run it together. Augustina, you run the cosmetic side while Molai runs the dream side. I think one thing I like about what you guys are doing is that it's creating more job opportunities for people out there. Whereas someone could have just sat down and just relax, you know, and say, hey, you know, what's cash? What's the nut? What's the juice? But you are creating wealth for young people or even those that are older people that are looking for jobs, which is really, really good. Once you get into entrepreneurship and, you know, we are looking at helping other people. That's one way that we can help people people out there to get jobs. So how has your relationship been like running a business? To me, running a business is somehow a quest. It gets you to know yourself better through the way you interact with people and it kind of shines a light into the type of person you really are. And the two of us managing the business, it kind of got us to know each other more. But at first, it was not easy, clearly. And that's due to the fact that sometimes you got mixed feelings when you have disagreements from the business side. It can spread up to the personal relationship side. But then we had to learn to separate the two, knowing that the business is one thing and the couple life is another thing. It's quite hard to do, but so far, I believe we have managed to do a very good job. And one of the solutions in doing so is by having the two of us manage separately the two parts. But still, on a daily basis, we would call each other or we would talk to each other and share the insights or the informations about each of the brands and Tina, having a very technical background, still has a way to come up with solutions on both business units. It might feel as though we are managing the two business units separately, but in reality, we are managing them together. And I think all in all, communicating well, sharing every information with the other one and being true to yourself is what has been helping us so far. I want to conclude by saying that so far, so good. I think the more we do it, the more we get to know each other and the more things get better. 
This time, I definitely agree. <laughs> I feel like marriage and business are very parallel. It's based on relationship. So with marriage, no matter how long you stay as boyfriend, girlfriends, you never really get to know the person until you start living with a person and breathing with a person every day. <laughs> and that's when, you know, obviously things go well, you have to learn as well. And so couple that with business, which is very similar in that sense, is you need to sort of understand each other better and get to a place where you are able to work because lots of people believe that couples having businesses together doesn't work. Usually it doesn't work. I don't know where that idea came from. Maybe it doesn't for certain, but I feel like for us, it's reinforced a relationship because I feel when a couple goes through difficulties together, I know that they have to survive together. They can go through conflict and come out stronger. And I feel like that's what business has helped us get into. Every day we have issues with the businesses, you know? <laughs> How can I go to Mulai and how can he help me? You know, it's always a back and forth thing of seeing how we can help each other make our businesses successful. Yeah. I like what you said that the marriage and business are parallel. That's like I was saying. It's two different things. You know, you have to separate the business issues from the marriage issues or not bring it into your personal lives because it will definitely affect. And what you were saying earlier as well that people say you can't both be running your marriage and business together. And I mean, I've seen people that have been successful with it. Like the podcast that came out today, my London parents were talking about keeping it alive. They have a business together. They are both caterers. And so they have functions that they are asked to go and serve or business deals that they are supposed to do together, you know, cater for some events. And they do it together and they do it seamlessly. So it's possible to have your business and your relationship working together. And you just have to separate the two together. And I was going to ask, how are you guys able to separate that? I'm just imagining my so being angry at work with my spouse. <laughs> And then I come home. I don't know how I'm going to take off that that outfit and say, okay, now I'm a wife home. So I have to forget what happened in the business. Like, how did you guys do that? Obviously, at the beginning, it's difficult, especially the fact that you're learning everything. As time goes onwards and as we learn, we are better able to differentiate things. So I feel like if issues come up with the business aspect, one thing I feel is really important is learning to be patient, learning to understand that, look, we are all bound to make mistakes. I make mistakes, he makes mistakes. And it's part of it because at the end of the day, as long as we are going forward, that's the most important thing. What helps us really is making sure that we communicate <laughs> as clearly and as quickly as possible if one of us has issues with the other side, we can clear it out and then move on to the test now. <laughs> and then one day you just explode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's very true. You discuss that issue right away so that it's not building up to another. I believe there's also the power of creating routines. One thing that we do is that we take very seriously our weekends sometimes and kind of have even at very far these moments where we are like, okay, let's just close everything. Let's watch a movie together. And even though we are very far from each other, these things, thanks to the power of technology, can be done. And on a weekly basis, we can have those moments and just forget and leave another experience together. At the end of the day, I think it's always good to keep some routines that you may have had before you start business so that you're still able to find your repair. How do you say repair in English again? <laughs> Going back to the basics. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> My French is bad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I was going to ask how you guys are able to keep your relationship, even though we are both in two different countries currently. But, you know, talking about you still using technology to have date night, you know, some people find it weird. It's crazy, right? It is. But then I think that's a fun idea. I have this thing that I did with my sisters once. We are all in different countries. So we just called each other and then decided to have like a game night. So on the game night, what we did was charades and different things that we're doing, Bible charades or whatever we're just doing and just having fun together. And I think that's very important in keeping your relationship alive. So what you guys are doing is really good. So my next question, how have you been able to have a good relationship with your clients? We are very, very client focused. So always thinking about how to offer the best products for them, first of all, and also the best service. We are very interactive with them, making sure that, you know, for instance, with Balanta, I don't just focus on the patches. I also have follow-ups, especially with the hair, because I know how it feels like to just have products and not know how to use them to the best way possible. And so whenever a client buys, I make the effort to call them and let them know what their hair needs are so that I can orient their routine to their hair type. And that makes all the difference with respect to the results. Really focusing on that, focusing on client satisfaction, but the client experience as well, making sure that that is kept alive. Yeah. The reason why I ask that is because, you know, when you start a business, you have friends and family that want to have everything free. (laughs) Like not even, can you discount it for me, but free. So how can anyone that has a business keep the business afloat? Or how can you communicate to those family or friends that I'm coming to buy this, I need it for free. Like how are you able to stop them in a nice way? I think it's very important to communicate to them the essence of the business. Getting people to understand that you are in this for the long term. So this is not just... The charity organization that we're giving it out free. <laughs> and that actually if things go right away that we want them, we might all benefit from it. But instead, if we all try to make it a charity now, we will not live long enough to serve the cousins and all the others who will be coming afterwards. So getting teach people about that, the importance of the business staying alive is, I think, what could be a solution for anyone who's struggling to get their families to understand or their friends to understand that the business is actually not a charity and you might sometimes, too, for the purpose of the social responsibility of the company, you might sometimes give away some products or some staff, give some services, support local initiatives, but it should not be 50 or 60% of what you're doing. So on the Casadeli side, that has been something that has been used so far, and I believe on the Balanta Cosmetics as well. Yeah, that's absolutely true. I'm saying this here, but I have two friends that are photographers. For me, when they're shooting me, it's like, it's free. <laughs> I mean, I reward them in other ways, but I guess I have to start investing. When they hear this, they're going to be so happy. <laughs> It depends because if, for instance, when they take photos of you and you mention their names or their Instagram accounts, if you do that, that is already win-win because you are creating free publicity for them. Because you are now famous. (laughs) I am not. Just having their name on your post will make all the difference. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Because that's what I do when I take photos. I would be like, go to invite this person. Yeah. So there's some people that you may have to like compromise with and be like, you know, you're going to get this offer. I'm going to do this. You have to do that. And the first point that you guys did, communication. So I guess people have to normalize receiving that information. Because if, for example, Tina, you have Balanta Cosmetics. So I'm your friend. And I come to you and I say, I'm taking this. This is free, you know. 
know, I need to accept it when Tina tells me, hey, you can't have this for free. You have to pay for it. And I need to understand that it's her business. I don't know the struggle you may be going through. I don't know what the pain or what it's costing you. I may be the one eating your profits if I'm collecting it free all the time. So one needs to understand that this person has a business and I have to support it by also buying the product. And if she wishes to give me a discount, fine. If she doesn't, don't feel bad about it and be like, oh, this is my friend. She never gave me a discount. So I'm not going to buy it from there. No, let's support each other and we help each other win. So I think that was very important, both to family and to friends. So what's the importance of having a good relationship with your clients? Very important. You know, with her business, her business would not exist without its clients. And our focus, yes, is on our clients, but we also have a big focus on the social impacts that we are having. So we need to feed the business and we also need our business to give back. So you know, this ecosystem, the client is the heart of it. Having a good relationship with our clients and making sure that we listen to them because our products are not perfect. And so we are always looking to improve and our clients are the means by which we could improve based on the feedback they give. So we are very, very focused on that and seeing what other needs that our clients have and that we could meet in future. Okay. What up with the employees? I guess you have a team of people that you are working with. How have you been able to keep that relationship as well? I think I'll go with my experience here in Senegal. We have decided to set our businesses in the rural areas. That's where we believe we can have a big impact. I think the majority of the African population lives in the rural areas, yet the rural population is the one that actually benefits less from Africa's development. So we wanted to have this impact. And when I first arrived here, it was important for us to find employees who would first join the cause, understanding that cause and actually getting to be ready to work for the cause. It's not just a company. This is a cause. And as soon as you have people who have this strong belief, then you have something very strong, much stronger than your company that binds you. And that has been the skeleton of everyone that we've hired so far. I think we kind of have this family relationship in the end because when you have those strong beliefs and feelings, nothing bad can tear you down. You always rise up stronger and we are very happy that we have this relationship with the people we work with, especially with the women. Amen. That's very good. I think that's one thing that people need to know, having a good relationship with your team because that way you're able to build a stronger company and they're able to relate with their clients properly because at the end of Today, if they are not okay, they're going to react to the customers and you are thereby going to be losing customers as well. So I think that's a very important point too. Like you said, treating them as family, like they are part of you, you know, and making sure that they are okay as well. So what advice can you give to people that are in a relationship or marriage that are running businesses together? how to have a better relationship with themselves and have a better relationship in the company as well with people they work with and with their clients. How can you advise? Because some people, like you said earlier, Tina, that some people are like, you can't have marriage and business running together. But some people are in it and they are struggling. So what advice can we give to those people? I believe it comes down to really knowing yourself because a lot of the conflicts we have with people usually also comes with not being able to cope with our reactions, our emotions, um, not even sure what we like and we don't like. (laughs) 
So we are in a reactive mode. Whereas if we take time to really get to know ourselves and know what our values are, what our principles are, or even if we are not yet there, put in place objectives to get to that level of maturity, (laughs) I would say, makes all the difference because in that case, whenever there are conflicts, whenever there are issues, um, our mindset would help us deal with them better. Because really, at the end of the day with conflicts, it involves two people, but the two people should be willing to go past it. And for that to happen, you need to first know what your intentions are and be clear and honest about your intentions when you are dealing with people, whether it's your husband or people in business. Just know, okay, if I have a proposition, if I have something I want others to do, what are my intentions? What do I want as an outcome? And is this outcome going to be a win-win situation for my husband, for my family, or the business? Is it going to be a win-win? Is everyone going to benefit? If not, put it aside. And if there are any things like conflicts that come out, be willing really to be patient, reflect, and see how you could solve the issues. I think it all comes down to being true to yourself. Tina has said it all, being true when you deal with others and even with clients. I mean, you don't sell products to clients and give them the feeling that they need you the same way as you need them. I think most of the time people don't have an understanding about the relationship because it's actually a relationship. I think with clients, I guess that people take it as a relationship and a long-term relationship. Because if you don't take it as a long-term relationship, you'll only fool them once, not all the time. The same goes with people in, in a couple. You can pretend to be someone else, but you can't pretend all your, la- all your life. So I think all in all, it comes down to being true to yourself and having the other party's best interests at heart. So two things, knowing who you are, knowing yourself, and then being true to yourself. Because at the end of the day, you want this for the long haul. Like whether it's the marriage, whether it's the business, you want it to go a long way, you want it to grow. And so you need to understand each other. You need to understand yourself. And then you're able to do the right thing. Because at the end of the day, you have customers, you have your spouse. You want to make sure that both of them are okay. You don't want to treat anyone anyhow or else the business can go sideways. So for the prosperity of the business, for your own self as well, for your own well-being as well, be true to yourself, know who you are, and you're able to do things the right way, understanding each other as well. And also when you get feedback from clients, you know, don't be upset about it, take it on and then move with it and see where you think you need to improve. Like Tina was saying earlier, you know, you want to improve every time. So getting the feedback from your clients as well is important so that you're able to improve on your business to be better. And so taking us to the next segment, which is the highlighting the Barabika. Our Barabika on this segment is Kumba Gaolo Sek. And She's the diva of Senegalese music and she is a singer, songwriter and composer. She is the second best-selling Senegalese singer in Senegal after Yusundur. She was a victim of intestinal occlusion. She underwent surgery with an intestinal amputation and intubation. This caused her damage to the vocal cords, preventing her from singing for a while. And so it was so heartbreaking. People were like appreciative of her work. They loved her. And that's like releasing 
good product, which was her song, and having a good voice and relating with people the right way. And because of that, even though I've never really heard her song, I already loved her, you know, the personality, how people were talking so much about her. It's when you do a good job, sometimes you may not see that you're doing great, but others see you. And that's why I want me to keep moving on in your business, in your relationship, just keep pushing and striving for better. At the end of the day, people are going to tell other people how good you are. And I saw that and I was like, this is really, really good. Like she's an amazing person. And I started listening to some of her songs. I was like, wow, this one is really great. And I wanted to highlight her here because we're talking about business and relationships. And I believe that because she had a good relationship with her fans, that's why she was able to get all those comments on Twitter and how people were appreciative of her. They were really sad that she may not be able to sing again. So how can we constantly have a good relationship with each other, not just family, but people around you? your customers and everyone else that's around you because we may be running a business sometimes we may be having our relationship with our spouses a great relationship but when we go out there seeing strangers it's hard for you to have a good relationship even with strangers you're like oh my god how you know but how can we constantly have a good relationship wherever we go for me it comes down to really caring taking to heart the needs of people because everyone has ways of doing it based on their personality, based on, you know. And for me personally, I'm more of that kind of problem solver. <laughs> so, you know, I'm very drawn to problems, which is strange. But yeah, that's where I, I get the kick. If it has to do with a customer having hair problems or even going to emotional problems, because a lot of the times our hair is a reflection of what's also going on inside. So I sometimes have very deep discussion with my clients when, you know, we would least expect it. <laughs> and for me, it really comes down to clients helping people go past their obstacles. When you talk about breaking barriers, for me, it really speaks to me because that's really what personally I like to do. I'm like, okay, this person has got an issue. How can I help? And I will do anything to help. I can research all night <laughs> and come back in the morning going, hey, look, this is the solution. Let's try it, you know? So really caring. You don't have to be, you know, very extroverted and always going to meet people and stuff. But whenever someone comes into your life, you know, mm-hmm. a family member, a client or just take the opportunity to really get to know what the person needs, who the person is and what the person needs and try to do your best to meet the person. Well, first of all, let me say that I really like Kumbagaolo. She's a great artist. She's a great person. And I believe earlier in this podcast, we were talking about being true to yourself. And I think she's really true to herself. And one of the reasons I'm saying this is during election periods, she supported Abdullah Wad from the president of Senegal. And it's become a habit for artists to switch when a new president is elected and actually throw all their energy to Voting that president, but she felt like she had to stick with Abdullah and I think that kind of just shows the kind of person she is, and that kind of attention she got is a sign of the kind of person she is. So I hope she'll get better, and that we'll get to enjoy her wonderful voice. Coming to the question about how to maintain a relationship for the long run, I think what Tina said is actually looking to solve big issues because at the end of the day, we all have issues. And that has been the reason actually we have started our company is basically we have realized, well, look, farmers in the rural areas, they are cultivating these things. They are harvesting only 9% or 10% of what they should be getting when it comes to the cashew apple, for instance, because these fruits, the nuts represent 10% 
90% of the fruit, 90% is just thrown away. We kind of thought of a way that we can valorize it and that would bring value to the farmers, employ people, which are the problems that we have noticed in the rural areas and try to solve those problems gets you to maintain the relationship and sticking with that, having that in mind, always having that in mind. Because you can just come to people and say, well, I want to solve your problems. And then your intentions are different. One year you can do it. The second year, the third year, they'll come to notice and they'll run away. This is what we have learned. And the same goes as well with clients. You tell them, well, we provide you with a very good juice, which is the case for uh, the cashew apple juice. And then one year, two years later, you start diluting your juice with lots of water because you want to go into more profits. These are the kind of things that actually break a relationship. And like I said, stay true to yourself, stay true to your clients and you'll maintain the relationship. That's very good. So we'll now go to our third segment, which is the LTT Let's Talk Tuesday question. And it is on a first date, who pays the bill? And during courtship, when do you split the bill? Well, the first day for us was students and I was broke. I'm still broke. (laughs) But I managed to pay the bill. I don't know why. but (laughs) (laughs) Because knowing that Tina is a strong feminist, I don't know why she allowed me. I still want payback. <laughs> it depends though, because in this case, he invited me. I don't even think we thought about it, or maybe. We didn't actually think about it. You were not shocked, I was not. And I think we were happy because we didn't go into a very expensive people. So. It went very simple, so we did not really think about it. I think I could have paid, he would have paid. But even though I understand, but I felt like if we had to do it again, I would also pay. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure, though, if I objected saying I would pay. Because those were the details I didn't really put in mind. Because it was just a date, you know, I didn't want any conflict. <laughs> I wanted us to enjoy as much as possible. But I don't know how others do it. It will probably come down to understanding, you know, if at the end of the day, for instance, if a woman is invited and she says, look, I would like to pay for at least half of, you know, hey, as long as they understand, why not? (laughs) Why not? Personally, I don't think it should be a cause for conflict or an issue because really a date should be an event where both people get to really enjoy each other, enjoy themselves. When should couples start splitting the bill? I think sometimes we split the bill, no? Yeah, I'm sure I didn't need to pay everything. <laughs> we never got to think about the question because for us it all came naturally. Everybody was aware of the financial situation we were in back then because now everything is different. We do everything together. But since we were aware of the financial situation, things would come just naturally. If I was comfortable financially paying the bills, I would pay. But if Tina knows that, well, he might try to show his uh, male or masculine ego, but know that financially it's not going well, she would pay, she would insist, uh, I'll let her pay. So I don't have any discomfort about it. There is no point paying the bill and then at the end of the day have an account that is red. I actually remember, when I, I remember we used to play a game where because my French was so bad <laughs> at the time, we would say every error I made, I had to put in some money. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and that would pay for our dates. <laughs> Did we do it 
both ways because I was learning English at that time as well. English, yes, exactly. We did it both ways, but he was so good with language that it was always I who had to put in money. <laughs> I knew the trick. <laughs> I was like, wait, this is unfair. I think he has an unfair advantage. <laughs> that is an unfair advantage. <laughs> I put in much more effort than she did. <laughs> Because I read many books, she bought the books for me, and I read all of them. The Harry Potter books, he read all of them. And then you were not reading your French. <laughs> no, I couldn't be bothered. <laughs> for her to actually get better at French, she needed to read more books, but she did not bother. She thought she was getting all the readings she needed from her lectures. <laughs> right. <laughs> Any final words? To be frank, relationships are not easy. It doesn't come automatically in terms of making it work. You have to put in the effort. And that is something that we need to all be conscious about. It requires the effort. It requires the care that is needed for it to last a long time. Really valuing relationships are very, very important. It makes all the difference in life between a happy life and a wretched one. <laughs> so um, really focusing first on yourself, seeing where your weakness and strengths are working on the weaknesses but also shining in your strengths so that you can be a blessing to others very important and also allowing others to shine <laughs> and having that back and forth relationship it's easier said than done but it's worth it exactly i think it all comes down to letting go of your ego and being ready to learn from every experience people who don't let go of the ego always fail well at the end of the day, it's like an engine. As long as you keep putting in the fuel, you won't have any engine issues. So always finding ways to improve, to learn, and also not try to get the other one down in order for you to rise. Most people feel that need when actually it's by rising together that you can reach the deal. I always go for win-win. <laughs> Yes, I always go for the win-win. Yes, that's so true. Understanding each other, putting each other first, making other people shine as well, and then making sure you're putting in the work to learn, to grow, and be better. This was a very awesome conversation. <laughs> Thank you both for being on here. I really appreciate you for coming onto the podcast. Thank you, Joyce, for all the work you are doing, uplifting people and giving people the motivation, the inspiration, the hope to really go and break their barriers and shine. <laughs> so thank you. I think your next segment should be on yourself. <laughs> it will interview you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need to do that. Somebody said that on Twitter as well. Like, we need to interview you as a barrier breaker. I'm like, okay, I need to create a segment for that so that people will interview me and ask me any questions. Definitely you guys should come and interview me. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Barrier Breakers Corner podcast. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star review and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, share with those you think can benefit from this information. Please email all questions, suggestions, and compliments to the Podcast at gmail.com. The Barrier Breakers Corner Podcast is produced by the Podcast Laundry Production Company and executive produced by Joyce Donkor. The podcast music was written by Chidi Omenihu and produced by Andy Official in the Gambia, West Africa. Cause they-